you even spare a thought for your family? Maybe your head is filled with the incessant Christmas songs that seem to be starting from about October nowadays. That's the reality for me. For me, this Christmas, my head has been filled with one of the enigmatic Christmas songs. Driving home for Christmas. And not only because of the gravelly tones of Chris Rea, as he sings, driving home for Christmas. Singing about the sweet joys of traffic over the festive period. I'm thinking of driving home for Christmas because just over two weeks ago, I passed my driving test. I wasn't expecting such a brilliant rapturous applause, but I'll take everything. I was actually, it's one of those strange things where you don't actually want to admit it because nearly all of my contemporaries passed their driving test over 10 years ago. Um, However, whilst my celebrations were muted, my wife's celebrating. Because as she reminds me, I now owe her five years minimum of being the designated driver. (laughs) So if you see her drinking mulled wine afterwards, just tap her on the back and say, well done. So over the past two weeks, I've been out driving around with like a mixture of total fear and total joy as I'm let loose on the roads alone in the car and I was filled with joy until one day I'd driven myself to Ham House which is just down the road for a quick walk and a cup of tea and then I headed back to the car park and start to start heading home and I realized shock horror it had got dark it's surprising isn't it every day how we get surprised by it already it's dark And now, I'd only ever had lessons in the light. I'd only ever done driving lessons in the daytime. And so I'd not actually, this is a confession, learned how to turn on the lights of my car. So I sat in this dark car park as fellow National Trust members filed past me to their cars. And I was desperately fumbling around trying to work out how to put my lights on. So my windscreen wipers were going like this from side to side. And I managed to get the full beam on every now and again, but it kept going off. And I was just blinding unsuspecting passers-by. And I was so embarrassed because I kept receiving these very strange looks from people as they thought I was some shady guy in a dark (laughs) car park trying to garner their attention. Or perhaps maybe just thought I was a terrible car thief. But eventually I managed to stick the lights on, turn the windscreen wipers off and find my way home safely. Relieved that the lights on the car could beat back the darkness and reveal the road ahead. The truth is that light enables us to see. And that might sound obvious, but it is deeply profound. As light beats back the darkness, as it reveals the true picture ahead. And don't we live in a world that is in desperate need of light? We're only too aware if we pick up the papers or read the news of how this world is filled with darkness. A shadowiness which seems to exist, which we long to see beaten back. The poverty, the injustice, the evil. And even in our own lives, I recognize so often that my actions don't quite add up to my intentions. 
And our propensity is towards this brokenness which affects not only ourselves but others too. We're also only too aware, having just had a general election campaign, how murky the waters of truth are in our culture right now. And as a side note, this is not a political statement. (laughs) I'm wearing a blue suit as well, and Joey's wearing a blue suit, and we've got the choir in red, so we are inclusive here. (laughs) But we have a culture that is longing for truth. We have a world that is full of darkness, and it's into that darkness that a light has dawned. In our first reading, so beautifully read by Tolu, Isaiah has prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus' coming that the people walking in darkness would see a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Now this is a strange light. And if you're here tonight and you don't believe in God, I would ask you to suspend your disbelief. And for a brief moment, examine this strange light. The light that Isaiah speaks of is the one we remember tonight. It's the one that's full of truth, full of life. It's an uncomfortable tension, isn't it, that we are both darkness and light. Because if we're honest, we're muddled beings, both riddled with darkness and with light. Alexander Solzhenitsyn was a Russian writer who wrote and spoke up about the gulag camps in Russia. And he captures this tension of the human condition when he writes, if only it was so simple. If only there were evil people somewhere doing insidiously evil deeds. And it were necessary only to separate them from us and destroy them. But the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of their own heart? We're muddled beings, so often in a dark world, confronted with our own darkness. The truth is we all need light in our world and in our very hearts. Our greatest need is that light that brings with it hope, peace, freedom, joy, salvation from the land of the shadow of death. If we needed a diplomat to mediate between us and God, God would have sent a politician, someone who could have got mediation done. But if we needed a moral guide, maybe he could have sent a teacher. If we needed a distraction, he could have sent a clown. But we needed the light to beat back the darkness. To show reality, we needed a saviour, so he sent his son, Jesus. The very name means saviour. Saviour from the darkness of this world, but also saviour from the darkness within. Because in him, in Jesus, there is no darkness, only light. A light which he offers freely to each one of us. Jesus says in John's Gospel, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is a strange light. My friend Dima walked into church just over seven months ago, and she had no experience of church. She had no knowledge of who Jesus is. And she went on an Alpha course, which is a great course to explore all the big questions of life about purpose and meaning. 
everyone is welcome and any question is allowed. And Dima went to explore and she met this light. She met Jesus. And I asked her how she would describe the difference that Jesus has made in her life. And she wrote these words. Jesus has been a complete life changer. The way I describe it is this. My whole life I was searching for something. Even at the height of my contentment, I looked for it in everything and everyone else. Never knowing about Jesus and what he could do for me. It doesn't exempt me from hard times or troubles. In fact, it seems like at times it gets worse. But I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And she ends by saying, I would shout from the rooftops how Jesus can change lives if I could. All Dima did was receive him. Receive Jesus. Accept his offer to turn on the lights in her life. And I want us to notice two things about this strange light. Firstly, it's a light that comes close as it came close to Dima. And secondly, it's a light that conquers. It's a light that comes close. It's, it's not like a light like a star that hangs in the sky, distant and other. Or like a light like a UFO that kind of hovers, floating, elusively, unidentified. No, Isaiah says this is a strange light indeed. One that we can identify. One that comes close. A light that is found in a person. To be more precise, in a baby in a manger. Strange that God, instead of writing his truths and purposes in the stars, would send his son as the light of the world. We don't need to search the heavens, for heaven has come searching for us. He has come down. God himself has humbled himself. For there was nothing we could do to get to him, but he has done everything to get to you because he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. Jesus says that he is the light for the whole world. That includes you. He has come close to you and he offers that light tonight. It's a light that comes close. And secondly, it's a light that conquers. There's this story about Robert Louis Stevenson, who is the writer of Treasure Island, from when he was a really young boy. And in those days, maybe cast your mind back, can you imagine, the streetlights didn't just come on. And they had lamplighters who would go and climb the ladder, open the latch and light the lamp and come back down. And Stevenson, as a young boy, was enthralled by this as he watched the lamplighters do that along his street. And as dusk settled into night, one light would be kindled, then another, then another. And he turned to his parents and he said, look, they're punching holes in the darkness. They're punching holes in the darkness. Jesus came so that darkness would not be the final word. The great joy of Christmas is that light wins. When we turn the light on in a room, there isn't a delay as the darkness debates with the light about who will occupy the space. No, the light conquers the darkness, just as Jesus, the light of the world, has conquered the darkness. And Jesus, he longs to punch holes in the darkness of this world. He longs to punch holes in the darkness that you feel, in the loneliness in the fear, in the worry, in the sadness. Just a few years ago, my immune system started to fail. 
And more than that, it actually started to attack itself. And doctors couldn't diagnose what was going on. And what followed was just a steady decline in my health until I was bedbound. It caused all over body eczema. I couldn't move without bleeding or my skin cracking open. And I started to feel trapped and lost. My mental health started to suffer. I felt like the darkness was closing in around me. Feeling like I had become an inhabitant of the land of the shadows. And in that time, I really struggled. But you know what? Throughout that time, there were moments where Jesus was punching holes in the darkness. Where God would break through as light in the darkness where I would sense his care and his love, where I would feel his Holy Spirit, feel his presence. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Born into the poverty and mess, into the darkness of a Middle Eastern stable 2,000 years ago, 2,000 miles away, and yet still shining into the darkness, still punching holes into the darkness today. He offers that light that first dawned that Christmas. He offers himself tonight to shine brightly into your life, to beat back the darkness. You know, he knows you intimately, the light and the dark, and yet he loves you infinitely. He wants you to know the warmth, the joy, the freedom, the life that the light brings in the darkness. And in a moment, we will pause And reflect as we hear the light of the world sung to us. And I encourage you, engage with God. In this moment that's carved out for us, reflect and respond. And perhaps that image of the light switch being flicked on is helpful for you. And there are some here this evening who for the first time or for the first time in a long while, want to come and ask Jesus to turn the lights on again. To flood in with the light of life. And perhaps the light switch is not as normal. Maybe there are some here who it's more like a dimmer switch. And you've seen the first glimpse of that light. And you have questions. And we'd love to invite you to come on Alpha. Come to the Alpha launch party at the end of January. Come with your questions. But why not let all of us reflect this Christmas on Jesus, the light of the world, who beats back the darkness and shows the reality of the road ahead. Come close as he has come close. Allow him to conquer the darkness. Receive him as the light of the world, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the Prince of Peace. Amen.
drought breaks by the tears of a mother The babies cry as the sound of love come down Come down in my Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence here with us this evening. God of the universe, you see the one. Your loving and kind gaze is upon each and every one of us here in this room. As we find ourselves in this season of Advent, a season of watchful waiting, of preparation and anticipation. In this moment of quiet, open up our eyes and hearts to see and to know you afresh. As we still our hearts, Help us to set aside the to-do lists, the distractions, 
the hustle, the pressure to perfect and to turn away from ourselves towards you. Because we trust and believe that the power of your light can change everything. Wherever you find yourself on your journey of faith this night, may you know the light of Jesus Christ flooding into your heart afresh, touching with his warmth and love those dark and broken places within us. You may be here this night and you've never fully opened up your heart to Jesus. In the beauty and stillness of this moment, may I invite you to respond in the quietness of your heart to invite Jesus in and to let his light and love flood into your heart. God of our hearts, you are God of our world. And we pray for those in our government who have been elected into power as they bear the weight of responsibility. May they be strengthened by God and be equipped with the wisdom of Christ so that they might use their power for good. Father God, I pray that you would bring a stabilizing presence to our government and country after such a difficult and uncertain period. We pray that our new parliament would listen to the voices of those who are most vulnerable in our society and that every single person in our country would be given the opportunity to flourish. As we head into 2020, we pray that our government would lead with faithfulness, self-control, patience, goodness, gentleness, joy, kindness, peace and love. And may the fruits of your spirit be at work in their lives. Lord, we turn our hearts towards those in our very own communities, to our neighbours and friends. Give us eyes to see those that we need to make space for. Heavenly Father, we bring to mind those in our communities who may be unseen, the lonely, the grieving, refugees, those suffering with mental health, or those without a home. Christmas can be a time of pain and difficulty for those who feel as though they have been forgotten and have lost hope. And as we turn our hearts away from ourselves and towards you, may we also turn ourselves towards those around us. And may we find God in surprising ways, in surprising places, in the faces of those around us. And so as we make space in our hearts for you this Christmas time, may we also make space for those around us who are hurting. Thank you that your light lives in our very own hearts. By your power, fill our hearts afresh with your light so that we might go from this place, place and share the light of Jesus with those living in darkness and pain.
because we believe that your light changes everything. Amen.